Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues, three opinions, one Everton podcast. Welcome to episode 103 of the Unholy Trinity Podcast, brought to you in association with Sport Social, the UK's only dedicated sports podcast network, and also our retail partner, Fanatics. It's a little bit of a of a lonelier show this week as uh, Lee and Peter are away or on the way back, should I say, from from Pete Stagdew. Um, so I've been asked to, to stay behind and, and man the fort. Um, there's, there's a few stories I could, I'd love to share on here about what's gone on. Um, <laughs> it's definitely accelerated. That's all that I'll say. Pete's going to be in a bit of pain for a while, I think, judging by the footage that I've seen. Uh, but that's a that's a story for our late night edition. Um, but I'm delighted to say we've managed to draft in uh, one of our our, our guests. Uh, he's been on quite a few times in the past, and it's great to have him back on again. And that's that's Callum Wyatt. Callum, how are you on this uh, this Sunday morning? Yeah, very good, thank you. Um, thanks again for for having us on. Um, it's always good to be on when we've had a a good game in the day before, like so. It's um, not all doom and gloom and all that kind of thing. So good stuff to speak about on this podcast. So um, look forward to it. Yeah, certainly. It's made it, you know, we're, we're going to kick off obviously with a, a look back at that that result against uh, Manchester United. And when we arrange guests, you know, we always say we, we arrange guests before before games, and we don't know what the outcome is going to be. And um, obviously, going to the the United game when we spoke, me, me and the lad spoke last week, um, and we had we had Mike Drumley on as well, who who's, who gave his give his predictions for the game, and it was very much a case of you know we get a draw, we'd be delighted with it. Um, I think I was a little bit more negative and thought, you know, it might be a, a bit of a stretch too far with the injuries that we've got. We were missing, you know, Richarlison, Calvert-Lewin, um, Seamus Coleman, Anze Gomez, um, Alex Iwobi, who's obviously started the season pretty well. So five, five first-team players there who you could call upon to, to definitely, you know, strengthen that squad, that's for sure. And, you know, yeah. we go to Old Safford yesterday hoping to get something from the game against a, a very strong Manchester United outfit. Admittedly, you know, they, they, they chose to, to start uh, Ronaldo, Pogba, Sancho, all on the bench. And whether Solskjaer's underestimated us there, I don't know. But how how happy are you, Callum, to, to come away from Old Trafford with a point first of all, but also maybe be a little bit disappointed in the end with only come away with a point? Yeah, I think, you know, 
before the game, everyone would have took a point there, but it's, it's one of them. It's, you look at the game and we've come away with a point, but it's, it hasn't been like a smash and grab a point. You know, we played really, really well for, for large parts of it. Um, obviously, United had a lot of the ball. It was great to see, obviously, Ronaldo start on the bench. Um, just to, I just think his, his movement and stuff, it would have started, would have been very difficult for, for Keane and Mina. Um, so, obviously, with Cavani up there, a bit less mobile, um, but obviously, massive aerial threat, which he nearly scored from, um, from, from a great cross. So, yeah, I think when you're looking at the game now and where we are position-wise, you know, that was a probably a game you'd look at and you go, you'd be happy to come away losing one or two nil just to keep the score down. Um, mm. But it's crazy to see, like in the game yesterday, how good Fernandez and Martial uh, decide to play against us. I swear, Martial has his best game of the season against us, um, <laughs> and so does Fernandez get another assist. Obviously, he normally scores. Um, but yeah, I thought the thing is now every Everton player now there's no one that you know in the, in the game last season. You are hammering players thinking he's not pulling his weight him, he's not pulling his weight, he's not trying hard enough. And now everyone's coming off the pit and you're thinking they couldn't give it anymore. Them eleven players. You know, there's no there's no hiding place for any of these players um at all. And and that's what I think now um Benitez is getting is getting a massive tune out of them um every single game. I think I think that's a really valid point in regards to the the attitude of the players, you know, like like you say, how many times last season did we did we question motivate uh, motivation, attitude, fitness, you know, yeah. all, all those things that we would look at particular games, especially at the back end of last season, and think, you know, why why aren't we going to certain places or even at Goodison Park when we were losing games to to lesser sides with, with all with all due respect to them that we should have been winning. Yeah. Why aren't we putting a performance in? Why why aren't we coming off the pitch absolutely knackered? Um, and then you look at yesterday, and that, that's just this is another example of obviously the the, the change in in the players. Uh, you look at yesterday, and you've got you know the Corey was closing down in the, in the ninety second, ninety third minute uh, on on their centre halves. Um, you've got you know all of the players working the backside off. You know Rondon, I mean, and we we spoke at length about Rondon last week and how I was you know I wasn't too happy with the fact that people seem to want to leather him all the time and you know. Like I said, he's come in. He, he should have been getting 10 or 15 minutes here and there early on to build his fitness up. He's been asked to come in. Come in early, yeah. Yeah, he's come, come in. He's playing 65 minutes. He's playing 90 minutes. You know, that was not on the on the agenda for him. It was going to take a good a good few months for him to get up to up to speed. And I thought yesterday, I thought he, he worked hard. He was closing centre-halves down. I thought he linked up with him and feel pretty well at times. Um, so, again... I think he's getting stronger by by the week. Um, you know, we, we've mentioned time and time again the impact of of Andros Townsend and and Damari Gray and the difference that the two of them make. It. I, I think, you know, Andros Townsend's goal aside, yet again, you know, fifth goal of the season already. Um, his attitude, his leadership qualities, I think, are always on show. They're always evidence, and he, he pulls he pulls players along with him all the time. I mean, Damari Gray. I just think he's exceptional. I think I think carrying the ball at speed, you know, players players don't want to touch him. He, he frightens centre halves. He frightens defenders. Showed it again yesterday, with the, especially in that, in that. Obviously, the first half that one where he broke through midfield, didn't he? Cut back past a couple of men, had a shot from yeah. say five yards, brought a good save from the higher for the goal. Exceptional, you know, bouncing bouncing straight off the hordens, pretty much, you know, um, carrying the ball at pace, playing the core, and he puts it, he puts Townsend in. 
And all in all, you know, going back to, to player attitude, motivation, etc., it's just it's just night and day, isn't it? Um, in terms of what we were seeing last season. And you know, we're gonna discuss obviously the we're gonna assess if you like the the start we've had after after nine games later on in the show. But against, like I said, a really, really quality outfit, our first biggest probably our biggest test of the season so far, I'd say. I'd put that down as our performance of the season after nine games. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. Um and it's crazy to think that we didn't have Calvert Lewin or Richarlison playing. Um, you know, they they've got to come back into the fold. So you're hoping that they're gonna add another however many levels in terms of our percentage to our game going forward, which makes us even stronger. Because we have Calvert Lewin out and Richarlison, the two best strikers against against Manchester United, and then to come away from Old Trafford with a point and really could have nicked it at the end. Um I think the Mari Gray and Townsend, I don't think it's just their attitude that they're bringing. I think it's the the pace as well, the pace, the, the directness, um, the willingness to to run forward once we attack. You know, you look at that goal yesterday, the equaliser, that came from a corner from Manchester United um, that we've won the ball from um, and broke from our own box. And Townsend is obviously came from our penalty area to then finish it, have the composure to touch it and then knock it into the bottom corner after just running 100 yards. Um, yeah. so it's, it's exciting to see. I think we haven't had it a long time. I don't think where you're at the game and a player gets the ball and, you, and you're up and you're on your feet. I think for the last time we had, that was probably when we had Dara Feu and we had Barkley, where they could like they could run with the ball, they could travel with it, they could play players in. Um and I think the addition of Damari Gray and, and Townsend, I think, have brought back that sort of element of he, he's getting off our feet. He can beat players, you know, to do what he done yesterday, Damari Gray. Fred nearly tried to smash him into the advertising boards, um, <laughs> and he's literally stood his ground, knocked them off the ball, ran with it, and then played a great ball inside to the core. Um, and I think that's it's added so much to the Everton team. I think this season, and not only the the pace, if you look at the attacks that we have, um, especially in that game, the the passing was was accurate. It wasn't like sloppy. It, it's always like, can you give a good pass into your, into your player who's ahead of you? Can you can you slide them in? The weight of the passes, everything's a lot more detailed um, and not overhit into bad passes. Whereas last season we got in some good positions and just was just wasteful in the final third. Whereas I think under Benitez now. We seem to be um, a lot more clinical. Mm. We see we've seen it quite a few times this season, obviously on the on the counter and and how much different we are now. We 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 always said last season about having that pace. You know, we we had we had Calvert Lewin and Richarlison, but no one else. There was, there was no one else who you thought, you know, if if we if we get the ball say from a corner like yesterday and and look to break, there was no one besides those two really. Who could who could you know turn a ball over quickly and get from one end of the pitch to the other like we saw yesterday? You mentioned there, Andros Townsend runs ninety yards from his his own box when we clear the corner to get up with play and then obviously stick the stick the ball in the back of the net with his with his right foot. Um, and that's that that's a massive massive difference. And we I always feel like we're in a game. And even going going one down yesterday, I'd really you know 
disappointing time as well, just before half time. Like you mentioned earlier on, Martial never does anything all season except for score against Everton. You know, he, he hasn't been really getting a look in. He's been pushed down the pecking order now even more with the players that United have brought in, and obviously Sancho and Ronaldo. And obviously, when Rashford is, is back fit, he'll be probably slotting in there as well. And you've got Greenwood and Cavani and all players like that who, who you know, with absolute quality, but they, they pushed Martial down the pecking order. But he's always nailed on to get a goal against us. And he, he did it again. Did it again yesterday. But even at that point, you know, I thought first half we were solid, we were strong. We had a couple of chances. You know, Michael Keane headed the the Mari great chance, which forced a save from from De Gea. It was quite a few times as well, wasn't there? When we were getting in down the flanks, Anthony Gordon I thought was exceptional. Probably the best game I've seen Gordon play for us against again top opposition. He was causing problems. Um, he was getting in towns and putting balls across. You know, there was Rondon had a had a shot blocked. Uh, the core had a shot blocked. A few of those nearly moments, um, we'd shown enough in the in the first half for me to think we're in this game. You know, we, we can get something from this game as long as we stick at what we're doing, what we're doing well. So I never thought we were we were out of the game, and that's that's such a difference to have that kind of attitude and have that kind of thinking because the players probably believe it as well. The players yeah. now know that they've they've, they've got uh, players who can make a difference and and who can turn a game on its head. You know, we've done it already against Southampton. At the, the first game of the season, we've done it against Burnley, we've done it against Man United. We, we lead the way now in in uh, number of points, one from losing yeah. positions. Seven, seven, yeah. yeah, which which is again what what a great what a great trait to have. That was something I think under David Moyes, which we did particularly well at times, has come back from losing positions. So going into our time one nil, as disappointing as it was, um, it was still as I say, still thought we were in the game, but. If we look look at their goal, do you attach any, any blame to anyone for for their goal without um, obviously out? I watched it back, um, and when you sort of look at the um, the team shape, it was obviously the ball was in a wide area, wasn't it? Um, down our left hand mm-hmm. side, um, and I think Dean Dean and the core sort of get get caught out of position. Dean Dean comes like right inside the pitch. Um, I think it's because it Greenwood who gets on the ball, is it? Um, to to switch the play. Switches the play over to the far side. Yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously you look at the midfield. The Corey's nowhere near next to Alan. He's sort of in a higher position, so that forces Townsend to come inside onto Bruno, which is obviously a two v one on the outside. Um, and obviously Bruno controls it magnificently as it's fired into him, and Townsend's a little bit bit unlucky really not to steal it. Um, just gets caught, um, and obviously once he's he's turned Bruno, he's obviously got Martial um, to play in, and obviously Godfrey's position he's sort of maybe really he's worried about Fernandez obviously because because Townsend is recovering, he's obviously stayed narrow to watch Fernandez as you would, but by obviously coming in as much as he did, he left that side open then for Martial to finish and he couldn't get across in time to then to then get the block in so. Good play from United, to be fair. Um, but with the core out of position, it leaves us light in midfield. Whereas the core probably would have been in that position to probably not allow that pass to go into into Fernandes into the first place. Yeah, I think I think a lot was being made of of Godfrey, Godfrey's position. Uh, but I I I totally understand why he was tucked in when the ball's on the far side. You, your backs always tend to tuck in, don't you? That that's that's naturally what you do. If you look at if you no, look no, at no, no, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, he, he's he's coming to a pocket Fernandez, so he's dropped in behind Allah. So he's dropped in behind mm. him, and obviously Townsend stayed wide. So your natural instinct is well, I can't stay wide to Mark Martial when Fernandez is on the edge of the box here, and he's going to be free if he turns. So he's done that, but obviously Townsend has sort of recovered. Um, but to be fair to Godfrey, he's at, he's at two going off when Greenwood received it. It's not a bad position for him to be in, to be honest. Um, it's the core who's, who's out of position, has left the unit um, and left Alan really. So that that's the issue. Um, and obviously it's a good skill by by Fernandez, but I think it'd be difficult to blame Godfrey there if you watch it back. Because um, if Fernandez does get the ball and turn and Godfrey's, say, five or six yards over the other side, Bruno Fernandez is probably running 1v1. Um, against Mina or could probably even get a shot off. So, but I agree. I think yeah. I think Godfrey at the moment. I don't think he's been a scapegoat at the moment in terms of people picking him out. But I, I don't think he's hit the heights of, of last season at the moment. I think he's struggling. Um, I don't think he's performing that well. Um, obviously we know right back isn't isn't his best position. Um, he just doesn't look comfortable really, and I, I think it's difficult as a centre back to then go and play on the right hand side. It's like. You're probably in your mindset, probably overcompensate more because you're used to being in a central position. Whereas if you're going on the right hand side, you sort of get a bit of a nosebleed because you're like, this isn't really my territory. Um, but it's something he's had to get used to because we can't get a game at centre back um, if we play a back four. So, yeah, it's difficult for him. And I hope he can obviously get the form back that he had last season. Um, and I think it will come. But um, whether we, we or not, we, we discussed. We discussed Godfrey again at length last week because I had the, you know, there was a couple of people who who'd been calling him out quite regularly, making the point of letting us know because we're we're big fans of obviously Ben Godfrey. I think he's, he's been exceptional since he's come in. Yeah. Um. We said it. I don't want to repeat what we said last week, but obviously he's gone through COVID. He suffered quite badly with COVID. Lost a lot of weight. Lost a lot of fitness. Um. Obviously he's come back into the side and and he's built himself back up. And I thought yesterday was a much stronger showing from him. And and. I'm I'm not blaming him for the goal at all. They, obviously, the reason they brought it up was because people were looking to to see what 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 went wrong with that goal and and who who maybe was at fault. I mean, I'm not blaming Ben Godfrey for it. I think I think yesterday, I think he probably got tired late on, and Sancho caused yeah, a few issues of the last yeah. say t- ten or fifteen minutes. But Sancho's a quality player. He's quick. He's come on fresh. So I get that. And but I thought I thought Godfrey for sort of seventy five minutes yesterday was a lot lot a lot lot stronger. Um, yeah. I think his recovery pace looked looked a bit better as well. There was times when you know we, we, we saw a bit of the old Ben Godfrey and, and and he will get back. He will get back to where he was. I don't doubt it for a minute. Um and like you say, at the moment he's being asked to play uh play right back. I still think as time goes on, our two best centre halves or our partnership will be meaning and Godfrey, as well as Keane, by the way, I thought did yesterday because I thought he had a had a decent game. I thought he, you know, considering who he was up against. I thought he was quite strong, but I think I think Yeri Mina is the one who, who sort of at the moment is the, is the one who, who brings that defence together. I think whoever plays alongside Mina, as looks a little bit stronger because I think now he's he's turned into a bit more of a, a commanding presence and a bit more of a leader. Yeri Mina yeah. now for me, and and it's great to see him to see him in that role. But he certainly makes our defence a lot stronger as a unit. But I do think Godfrey will will slot in alongside him as as the as the season goes on. But I thought yesterday, good, good to see Godfrey improving 
and, and showing a little bit more form, and, and I'm sure we, we'll see him back to his best over the next sort of you know few few games uh, after the international break. Um, but let you know, let, let's let's look look further ahead into the game than yesterday. So we go into the second half, and United then early doors make make obviously changes. You know, you see Sancho and Ronaldo come on, and you're thinking, you know, they're, they're going going to get the throws here now. One the look, they, they they see obviously more goals in this game. Um, it was, wasn't it? You come on quite early, didn't you? When did he come on, Ronaldo? It was a bit early. 53-54, wasn't it? Um, I, as I said, I think at that particular point, I think they wanted to put the foot down and try and get a second-third you know, second, goal and yeah. try and take the game away from us. Uh, especially when, you know, look, looking at our bench again, you know, it, it wasn't particularly strong. Uh, yeah, like I said at the start, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a concern. We, we, we said it up. I mean, when when any any side has got five first team players out, your bench is never ever going to look particularly strong. But it shows you, you know, the the actual the actual embarrassments in riches that Man United have got at their disposal. Because for me, I said I said it last week, they should be chanting for the Premier League title because the money that they spent, the the quality that they that they brought in, I, I think that Solskjaer gets a bit of an easier ride because he used to play for the club and he's. Yeah. He's so well respected as a player there. You know, he's, he's been there now. I think it's one say 160, 167 games. You know, hasn't won a trophy. Um, and with with the quality that that they've got and the money they spent, that that's a little bit of sort of unforgivable, really. Um, yeah. But you look to say you you look at our bench and you think you know to try and get back in this game, who can we bring on? Who, who can we? Who can make a difference? Yeah. And you know the the, the quality gap between the two benches was actually night and day but yeah. when you brought Ronaldo and Sancho on you, you almost sort of fear the worst but I thought again we kept we kept to the game plan we kept doing what we were doing well you know we we, we were still causing them problems Gray again going after them a couple of times in the second half and lucky you know a couple of weeks week shots that he that he got away when he just sort of stumbled in, into the box and we were we were causing them causing them issues and, and I think you know we, we totally deserved to, to get that equalising goal and we've touched on it already but absolutely fantastic yet again to see us go from defence to attack so quickly and see so many players you know there was the, the, the three star men so far this season if you like Gray, Decore and Townsend it was great to see the three of them break a pace and it wasn't easy you know we've mentioned what, what Gray did obviously with, with Fred but that you know Decore's feet fantastic good ball from Gray yeah. But then the the Corey's cut, cut back a touch, didn't he? Yeah. And then created the space. Townsend was then in, and obviously put it in with his with his wrong foot. I mean, we've seen him take corners with both his left and right feet, so he's quite comfortable. But a great finish once again by by Anders Townsend. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think Benitez like from from when he's come in, you know, you look at the James situation, you know. Everyone, there's a lot of people saying, why, why is he not bringing James? And James is the best player we've got. He creates chances and stuff. But you look at this team now, and each player now knows the role. He's getting the best out of the players. He's got them playing in a certain way. And I don't think with with James and stuff, what's happened with him, he wouldn't have got the tune out of the players that he's getting the tune out of now. I think he's getting the best out of them. Um, and they're all playing for each other. You can see even, you're saying when obviously we win the ball and we attack, but for me as well, it's like when we lose the ball, you know, the desire to get back in position and win that ball, 
you know, Townsend being one of them, the core, and, you know, if they're out of position by 15, 20 yards, they're not walking back, they're sprinting back to get them back in position. Um, and, you know, when was the last time that we've seen that? You know, we, I, I can't even remember the last time that we've seen stuff like that, probably under, potentially under Moyes. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, in terms of the core and, and how well he's doing, I think we've got a manager now who can actually utilise him in, in the best way, you know. He's on two goals so far. Um, he's assisted Townsend twice. He's assisted Gray twice. Um, and he's got more more in terms of goals and assists than he did have in the whole of last season. Um, so he's got six this season. So t- um, four assists, two goals. Last season, he got two goals and three assists. So, and his best ever season was for Watford, was with seven goals. So he's well on the way to to beating that really and I'm just hoping that he can continue that form because like you said he's a he's a massive part of obviously that midfield now Decore Yeah I mean we're going to obviously we're, we're going to dedicate a, a part of Decore shortly so look forward to discussing him and his start of the season and also a comparison to, to what he's done in previous seasons shortly and you know and you know he got rave reviews yesterday and, and, and rightly so absolutely exceptional you know, you, you're seeing you're seeing a player who, like you mentioned, you know, he's he's definitely in in the form of his Everton career. Make no mistake about that. Um, a slight a slight adjustment to his position from the current manager is certainly one of the one of the factors be, behind that. Um, but like I said, you know, yesterday again, you know, ninety second, ninety third minute, he's chasing down their centre halves, putting them under pressure. You know, the fitness that he shows for a player, like I've said on, on previous shows, doesn't train all the time because of. You know, he's, he's, he has issues, uh, I think, with with his knee. So he has a specialised training programme. So in terms of the on-the-field stuff, he's not yeah. out there all the time. Um, yeah. So, he, yeah, and, and he's managed he's managed really, really well. And it's always been the case with him. Even at Watford, I think that was, there was no difference. But that's how he was he was managed. But it just shows you, you know, how, how you have to, you know, make, make adjustments for, for, for different players to make sure that when it comes to a Saturday, the, the goods are going. And he looks, he looks fresh as a daisy every single time he plays. His, his, his fitness is absolutely exceptional. And it showed it again yesterday, you know, his, his work rate on and off the ball. Um, we're just seeing an absolutely, totally different player compared to compared to last season. Um, it's weird, but, isn't it? With, with, go on. Yeah, go on. No, no, go on, mate. Jump in. Um, with the workloads and stuff you're saying, they're obviously all different. I remember with Gareth Barry, because um, of his age and stuff, his workload is obviously totally different to everyone else's. And it's, it's crazy, isn't it, to see like you know the sports science behind everything in terms of the workloads, how they know what the play will are capable of doing and what they need to be doing to be playing at a top top level on a Saturday and getting the best out of them. So working out all them workloads with different players, um, you know, and obviously for the core, right, that's obviously working wonders for him um, this season. So that's good. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, it, it just it, it shows you how you just need to adapt adapt to certain players. But we, we'll go into into a touch more detail shortly. But be, before we, we take a short break, we've got we've got to talk about that chance at the end. You know, um, eight, eighty fifth oh, minute. Couldn't believe it. Um, couldn't believe it. <laughs> but there's, but, but there's, been, there's been obviously a lot of a lot of talk, and I think I put out at the time. You know, could could, could some of other go there from the angle that he was on? Um, I thought it was actually quite good on match of the day. He, he, Ian Wright, he did a portion blame to, to Tom Davis in a sense. Mm. What, what he said was that that first touch that he took, he should have maybe driven uh, straighter towards the goal as opposed to 
he took a sort of he took a touch maybe of someone who's who's not not yeah. too confident. Who's, he was trying to be too stupid. I don't think he was, I don't think he was aware that of actually how close he was and how free he was until the ball got played into. Mm. Uh, so I think if he did, yeah. he would have just took that first touch out of his feet, gone five or six yards closer, and then probably buried it. And then he's received the ball. Yeah. He's gone, oh, but the other's opened up for me. Yeah. But yeah, he should have. He should have got the shot off. And I think if it's Townsend or Gray, I think they shoot. You know. I think yeah, I think they do. I mean, obviously they they're more more attack minded players. So yeah. I think maybe when you initially watch it, and hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? You know, because obviously uh, yeah, you mean he was offside, and it was it was it was about what I suppose it was his foot length, wasn't it? He was off. He was off by. Yeah. Um, because he was he was off, and we he got disallowed. It was one of them. Well, you know. Tom should have. I should have had him go. Had him go himself. But if he if he slots me in again and he's onside, we don't even talk about it, do we? Do you know what I mean? Because it's a delay. Isn't it? He sort of gets the court in two minds. That split second. What do we do? Do a pass or a shoot? That split like yeah. Second that he's done. It's then allowed me to be offside. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. I think. I think that. I think that's it. I think it's all to do with he is in two minds. If if obviously he had a few more goals under his belt. Um, and or he was just a, a more attack-minded player. Then he, there wouldn't have been a second thought in his mind, and he would have gone straight for goal and and hopefully stuck it in. And I would, no one would have been happier than me to see Tom Davis, you know, slot at Old Trafford to win the game for us. It would, would have been would have been fantastic. But it's 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 fine margins. It's split second decisions. It happens. I mean, we, we could blame Yerry Mina for being offside because if the oldest oldest run, he still scores. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 one of those things, isn't it? Um, I think if Davis shoots there and gets it on target, then the hay is probably going to spill it. And you've probably got one or two runners in there to tap it in. That's what he should have been thinking. I'll just get it on target, make the keeper work. If he spills it, I've done my best. And obviously, we've probably got a good chance of us getting the, the rebound there. Do you know what I mean? But he decides to obviously yeah, spill it. It's all should have, would have, could have. And you know, yeah. it might have, this might have happened. Who knows? At the end of the day, you know, we 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 all think that we might have done something different in that situation. Um, you know, I feel for him. It's not about calling, calling out Tom Davis. You know, you can. I think Andros Townsend said, you know, he, he thought he made the right decision in squaring the ball because there was someone in a better position to to put the ball in an MC net. So, yeah. in that sense, you know, you, you look at yeah, you mean his position and and just say hold your own, but to come away and and you know be disappointed to. To just get a point uh, at Old Safford against a strong United side, who, like I said earlier on, should be challenging for that league title. It's not a bad position to be in, really, is it? Because I think we've we've given a really good account of ourselves yet again, and maybe we were all guilty of underestimating what we what we can do. Because you know, like I said last week, it was all a case of a draw is is the best we can hope for, but I just can't see us getting it. Maybe yeah. as fans, we need to to, to realise what we can do. As a team, and and how how important team spirit, you know, togetherness, motivation is in any in any game. And we've yeah. got players now who can who can certainly do do things on the against against the better sides. Yeah, I think it's, it's got to be a careful one, hasn't it? With Everton, because we always have that expectation level, don't we? Or we should be there, we should be higher up the table and whatever. And it's a great start. Um, we've got to remember as well that you know, with a couple of injuries and stuff like we've got now, you know. Playing against maybe better teams in the future, you know, we might come away with having, you know, a three or four game run where we don't actually win a game. 
Um, so obviously it's going to be a long season, I think. But you know, we've certainly got you know players now who, who are match winners, who, who can win as games. Um, and obviously with Calvert Lewin and Richarlison coming back, you've probably got Calvert Lewin match winner, Richarlison, Demar Gray now, Townsend, and then the core. So you've got you know potentially you know five match winners there in, in the front position. So you know it's good, it's good. Yeah, certainly in a good position, and also now with the international break, and I, I hate them personally. I'm not, oh, I'm not into you know uh, impact and momentum and 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 the club season. What I would do is I just run the club season and then tag on the internationals at the end. So that that'll be my 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 preference. But obviously it's done. It, it happens, and the, the the start of the season's always the worst because they have the one in September and then the one in October. So you can't sort of build. Because of that, it's always it's always uh, gaps at the start of the season. But yeah. I think it's probably coming at a good time for us to get obviously Dom, Richarlison, uh, Gomez, Iwobi, and Seamus Coleman all back fit, hopefully and firing for that that West Ham game at Goodison Park. Um, yeah. And we should be in a better position and have have a bit more squad strength and depth for that particular game, which is which is great. You know, the players have done well in, in their absence, of course they have, but you always want your better players available. And at your disposal, and and hopefully, come the West Ham game, you know, um, fingers crossed that we get no, no other injuries over the next couple of weeks, so we can go into that game strong against the against a strong West Ham side. Um, but like I said earlier, on, we're going to have a a bit of a chat about Abdullah Decore in, in more detail um, after this short break. Welcome back to the second part of this week's Unholy Saints podcast. We're going to have a, have a chat about um, one of our star players this season, Abdullah Decore. And he's, he's a player, Callum, who has, if you look at him last season, and to be fair, I think he did pretty well last season, you know, his, his first season at the club. Um, he was hampered by injury at times, had, had a few issues throughout the season. Um, his numbers in terms of attacking numbers weren't weren't particularly great if we look at his figures for the, over the course of the 2021 season. We look at him now this season and he's become the the, the Corey that we bought, if you like, from Watford and, yeah. and more, you could, you could argue. Um, and he's, he's almost be, become, at this early, early stage of the season, indispensable to, to us and to the start 11 because of how much he brings to the table. Yeah, I totally agree. I think Benitez has found a way now to obviously he's fit, um, and he sort of you know given that more more of a license to roam. Like you see, like obviously the goal that we conceded yesterday, um, last season, he's probably in position there to be just screening the next next to Allen, um, just keeping in that midfield unit. But he was out of position. Obviously, he scored yesterday, but. He's given that, that freedom now to go and press the ball higher up the pitch. He's he's given that freedom now to when he wins the ball, can he make strides with it? You know, you look at the um the Burnley game when he won the ball, um, and he played that great through ball, and then I think went through to Gray in the end and we and we scored. So you know, finding ways to get players into your team and getting the best out of them, that's what a top, top manager does. It's getting the best out of them, playing them first of all in the best position. But then also allowing them to do the things that they're good at, um, and you know, at the moment it's paying off dividends. And I think that season when he was at when he was at Watford, um, he had a couple of good seasons there. I think the 2017 2018 
18 seasons as best one. I remember obviously a lot of people having him in his um, in the FPL team for Watford because he was he scored quite a few goals. He was always like you know um, sort of a Lampard desk sort of thing, like running late to the box, finishing um, unopposed or whatever. So yeah, I, do, I think as well like what we've missed. I think probably since we, we saw Barkley was um, someone who could actually carry the ball um, from deeper positions um, and allow the forward players to obviously make runs in behind and um, all that kind of stuff. And we've really missed that, I probably think, since since Barkley. So the role that he's got now, it's definitely helping the other players around him, if you see what I mean. Because if he's breaking out with the ball... First of all, the opposition have got to come and close them down and close the ball down. But then they've obviously now got a problem where they've got runners now. You know, you're going to have Richarlison when he's back, Calvert-Lewin running through, Damari Gray running beyond, um, Townsend running beyond. And I think when you've got quick players like that and you, you, you're you counter-attacking on teams, it's really hard to to defend against. Yeah, most definitely. You know, and... We 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 always we always knew what he had in his locker, didn't we? From the times that we've we've watched him, watched him for Watford and Watford have played against us, and how much he he brings to or brought to them in an attacking sense. Um, and I, you know I look at his figures from from last season, um, and looking at the he played twenty nine games in in the Premier League only. This is um, he scored two goals and had three assists. His total number of shots, shots he had last season was 18. Now, in comparison to this season already, yeah. he's, he's uh, scored two goals, four assists, yeah. and has already had 12 shots in those oh, seven yeah. games. So he's only he's only six shots off what he what he got for the whole or for 29 games last season in, in seven games this season. So it shows you what a difference he's now making in that in that attacking in that final third. Be interested to see as well. Also, them eighteen shots that he had last season is how many of them were actually quite close to the goal. Because I guarantee a lot of them shots last season probably would have been from distance. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But and you know that that is the the difference that we're seeing now is is how much closer to goal he's actually finding himself, um, and the support that he's given. Obviously, the, the central striker and obviously the the attacking wingers are the side of him, but. What, what what adjustment do you think Benitez has, has actually made with him compared to last season? You know, obviously Ancelotti, it's it's pretty obviously played him that little bit deeper, didn't he? Probably probably closer to Alan in the, in the centre when when both were available. But what adjustment do you think the manager has made? The little tweaks he's made to to allow him to to be playing that that bit further forward. I think he's obviously looked at Alan and and seen obviously. You know how much of a good defensive midfielder that he is, and you probably put a bit more onus on him to say, "Listen, you know, when we get the ball and we break, you're just going to sit in that midfield area, and you're going to cover whatever side it goes to if anyone counterattacks." You know, you look at him yesterday; um, he just sort of seemed to cover that the back, the back two every single time, and it was every time it was the Corey winning the ball. He was going forward; he was pressing higher up. So it's just these little tweaks there, probably to. At the same time, having, having enough cover around him to not leave Alan isolated as well. Because um, obviously you've seen yesterday when the Corey was out of position, when, when they scored, you had the likes of Townsend sort of tucking in even more to sort of help help Alan in that situation. So there will always be, with Benitez, there'll always be solutions in terms of 
how it looks in possession and how it looks out of possession. So if we do get, you know, the bolts taken off us, how we've got enough defensive cover um, and how does that look? Um, so I think it's just their minor detail, which is allowed to obviously free the core up, knowing that once if you break, we've probably got a better chance of scoring because he's quick, he can take the ball um, and then, you know, other players can play off him. But also having in mind that if we do lose the ball, one, the core can recover. You've got Townsend now, who's busting his gut to get back in. Um, and then you've got Alan now just literally sitting in that and whether he's going to go and press the ball instantly or whether he just delays and delays to let, obviously, the core um, and Cole get back in position. So, you know, I think Benitez is, you know, everyone said, like, throughout his career, he's a tactician. I think it's it's proven now that he knows who's on the boat. For me, he's getting the best out of the players, but also his in-game in game management as well. He's not afraid to, to tinker things and change formations. I know he went, went with three in midfield yesterday to change when Davis came on. Um, but, you know, I think we're going to see the best out of the core right now under, under Benitez, I think, than what we've seen before. Well, we, we all thought, didn't we, last season when we had the, this midfield too, of uh, Alan Decore that we, we'd struggled so much, haven't we, in sense of midfield areas for, for quite quite a number of seasons. You know, obviously we lost the right. it's just a game when, yeah. when he moved to PSG, which which was a big a big blow. Uh, obviously, Gabbanon was brought in and, and and suffered pretty much two years worth of, of injuries since since he came in. And then Gomez, um, Gomez as well. Gomez obviously he he started that that season on loan he started obviously pretty well and then he he got his injury didn't he the uh, against against Tottenham so that that that's obviously that curtailed him for it for a time but also with Andre Gomez he's he's not not a ball carrier midfielder either really to be honest with you he's he's technically technically I think he's I think he's good but he's not going to give you what what the core gives you but we all thought last season when these when these two players came in that that would answer our central midfield issues that we've been suffering for for so long. Um and but we just didn't see it last season often enough because and of the consistency way wasn't there as well the consistency I think well a couple of injuries here and there wasn't there and Alan missed quite a few games but I think it's all about now is, is consistency and keeping like you said there the workload in training to a minimum that it can be to keep them you know as fit as they can be for the weekend and we need that consistency now I think. Yeah, I, I think I think yeah, I think the injuries to both both the centre midfielders last season really curtailed things at times for us. They, they couldn't get a momentum or a run of games together to to show as a partnership what they could actually do. But I think plaudits have to be given to the manager for the way that he's he has played in this season to get the best out of him. And like you said, you know, sometimes you've got to adapt, you know, tactically to to get the best out of certain players. And and the, the core is absolutely thriving under the. Uh, under the new manager, I mean, there's there's calls, you know, for for him to get back into the France squad and um, what have you. I mean, I'm quite happy for him not to be going away with France. To be perfectly honest, let's let's yeah. keep him fresh for us. You know, I'm sure I'm sure personally he'd love he'd love to be back in the French fold. But I'd like to Dean, you know, back. Dean, is Dean back in the squad? Is he? Look at Dean's being called. Yeah, he's being called up to to the uh, national squad for this for this uh, international like, win. He always gets in. You're done when he goes away with them. I think it's I think we have we're cursed, aren't we? How many players? You know, Coleman's another one. Every time he goes away with Ireland, he gets he gets hurt, doesn't he? Yeah. You know, it's uh, it seems to be a bit of a curse, and it's always a it's a massive risk every single time you, you release players to 
to other teams, if you like, where it, you know it's it's a national team and you've got other medical departments. And I know they talk and what have you, but yeah. the, 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 the demand, demands in training, the systems, they're all different and they put different demands on the on the body as well. And I think I think sometimes it's 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 certainly to the detriment of of club football. Um, and you know we're selfish because we're we watch we watch our team and want the best for our team. You know, and the, the players I'm sure take great pride in, in playing for the national teams as well. So you understand that side of things. But from a selfish point of view, you know, I'd I'd rather all our players not be called up by the national team so we can just you know crack on with our season and, and give them adequate rest. Um, so hopefully, you know, we don't see the core getting called up anytime soon. But I think it would personally for him would be a, a, a real and a just reward for how well he's actually started the, the season. Um so we'll see if that happens. But I mean you've got you've got people like Jamie Carragher tweeting last night, you know, about the Corey probably being the best central midfield in the Premier League so far this season. You know, so people are noticing how well he's actually performing. Um yeah. and rightly so, rightly so, you know, he he should be getting noticed because he has been a standout for us, and we, you know a lot of people always comment on on Gray and Towns, and they've been exceptional. By the way, two great signings have offer so much to the team, you know. But the three standouts this season are both Gray Towns and but the core, and I think if if we lost him for any sort of time, we'd really feel it. Bear in mind, he's on three yellow cards already, so he's only two away from from being suspended. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, hopefully, yeah, hopefully he shows a little bit of discipline over the next next few weeks going towards going towards Christmas. But it just shows, you know, it, it, he's, he's all action, he's everywhere. And it's it's great to see him in, in such a great a great vein of form and long long way that continue. He was um, almost with that yellow card yesterday, I thought. The yellow card. Yeah, the, 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 the referee let, 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 let a lot go, didn't he? There was a lot in the first half, I thought. A tackle from Fernandez, where I thought he was uh, was off the ground. I thought he he came in off the ground. And nothing was said about that. There was another tackle. There was there was there was the pullback as well. Someone got pulled back, um, and it was a blatant blatant foul. You know, it's a yellow card every day that we can they got away with it. Yeah. And then Decorey puts his first tackle and gets booked. And it's just I just thought it was petty from from the uh, the referee. But it can't be changed. It is what it is. It just needs to obviously just show a bit more discipline over the next few weeks as, as we head towards uh, towards Christmas. But um, Great start for him. Great start for him, and and like I say, long may long may that form that form continue. Uh, but we, we've mentioned already, obviously, the impact that the the manager has made, obviously, in in the game yesterday, obviously to Abdullah Dakori. So what we're going to do, we're going to have a, a short break before we round off the show with a, a bit of a chat about the the start of the season from the manager himself. Welcome back to the final part of this week's Unholy Trinity podcast. Well, we're going to round things off with a, a chat about the the manager Rafael Benitez. Uh, we, we've discussed them obviously over the course of the, the season since things things uh, kicked off. Um, how how much pressure he's been under as as a former Liverpool manager coming into the club and you know trying to to do a job and, and get the fans on side. To to be honest, and you know we, we've said we, we looked at the start the start of of our season and the fixtures that we had. And it's really easy to say, well, we should be beating X, Y, and Z. But over the last couple of seasons, we haven't been doing that. Um, so he came in with some favourable fixtures, if you, if you can call them that on paper. 
but you've still got to go out there, get the players playing and, and, and win those games, which, as I say, in previous seasons, we hadn't been doing. So we, we sit now where we've we played seven games. We, we've got 14 points. We've only lost one game in the league. Um, we obviously were out of the of the Carabao Cup after losing to, to QPR a couple of weeks ago. So, Callum, how, how would you assess the manager's time with the club so far in terms of the points we've got, I could say 14 from seven, uh, we're out of the cup. But in terms, obviously, the, the style of play, the changes that he's made, do, do you think overall he, on a personal note, and us as fans, should be happy with with the start that we've made? Yeah, I think it's, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because obviously there's massive, obviously, um, division in terms of when he came in, obviously with his ex-contacts and where he'd be and stuff, and it was like it should never happen. Um and everyone was saying he needs a good he needs a good start, otherwise he'll be out by by Christmas or even beforehand. Um and to be fair, you know, he set the tone. Um he's getting the best out of the players. He seems like a, a no nonsense manager. Um I mean knew that from his time where, where he used to be anyway, in terms of how we dealt with players. Um and obviously James being a prime example from when he's he's first coming, he's not gonna have someone who's gonna be available for potentially 50% of the games. He's just not going to have that. So, And now to to work on the budget that, he, that he's had to, it's, it's it's sad in a way because imagine the players that we'd have now in the team if he was allowed to spend big, like Hanchelotti did, um, and likes of silver. You know, when he's brought in Gray for like next to nothing, um, back up keeper and Begovic, um, Townsend, you know, even Rondon, yeah, he's you no, know, he's not a great player, but he can do a job. Um, but Townsend and Gray being, you know, fantastic signings, they'd probably be up there for signs of the season come the end of the season. So, you know, with what he's got at his disposal, he's winning his games, and it's mad to see because, based on possession, um, for the game that we played this season, where do you reckon we rank out of twenty? In terms, in terms of what? So possession in terms of first being you've well, got yeah. most possession and twentieth being last. I think, I, think I've, I think I've seen it, and I, th- I think we're sitting somewhere around about eighteenth, nineteenth, something like that for possession. Twentieth. Are we twentieth? Are we with that low? I knew we were. Low, I knew we were low down, but to, to be so, to be last. So, so we're twentieth. Is, is so twentieth for possession with forty point one on average. City obviously top. Um, what do you reckon for passing accuracy? It's gonna be, it's gonna be pretty high. I'd probably say top. I'd probably say top six. No, eighteen. Are we that low with with passing accuracy? Then, See, that, that's surprising. But then, but then on the flip side, what are we for key passes? So key passes, so final day creating chance. What are we for key passes? Well, it's, it's got to be high. It's got to be, I'd, I'd say, fourth. Fifth, yeah, fifth. fifth. Um, what about aerials one? Aerials. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd probably say tenth. Sixth? Yeah. It, it makes it interesting reading, doesn't it? Um, you know, we're not going to be that team this season who's going to have loads of the ball. You know, we're, we're going to be that team who sits back, gets the pressure, lets them bring more players on, um, and then it's them on the counter. And if you look at our goals that we scored this season, 
Um, that's what we've done. We've scored 30, 13 goals this season, three penalties, two set pieces, two from counter-attacks um, and six from open play. So it's like we're just going to, I think Benitez would have been a, a tactician. He's just going to set up in how he needs to. And the majority of the time, it's going to be that the opposition will have a lot more of the ball because um, he sees that as the best way of winning the game. So when they open up, we can hurt them with our pace, um, especially with Charleston and obviously Calvert-Lewin in the back. So I think that's the type of team that we're going to be um, this season. And if that's the team that we need to be with low possession stats, but we're winning games, then what more can you ask for, really? Yeah, I, I, I'm really interested with the um, with the actual passing accuracy one because with, with us having such a, a low possession percentage, which, which I knew, as I say, I knew that we did, and I'm, I'm I'm absolutely fine with that because we've got the players now who can who can hurt other teams on the counter, especially which we've seen we saw it against obviously Man United as the most recent example. But we've got the players now, and and they all fit into that that particular system. Obviously, in terms of the the passion passing accuracy to to be to be the way that that it is, and I am surprised. But like you say, when you when you delve further into the numbers, key passes we are we are high up in terms of key passes which shows you how sort of ruthless we are being in that in that final third you know and, and it's really really intriguing to actually see um how how systems can can differ and how they can change from season to season and obviously mind you to manage yeah but that even sometimes just little tweaks into a system can make them more successful because i think a lot of times last season i mean correct me if i'm wrong we had, we had quite a few games where we had really low possession and we we were all we were all thinking to ourselves. I know, I know we were as a as a collective podcast. Yeah. We were all thinking, you know, like I said earlier on, we've got we have got players who can counter with our pace with with Calvert Lewin and Richarlison. So we yeah. thought we had a couple of bodies there who could who could do a job, but we weren't doing it. We 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 didn't have enough in terms of you know we didn't have a decore breaking from centre midfield to to obviously um, support the, the forward players. We didn't have Edamari Gray and Andros Towns and down the flanks, yeah. keeping up obviously with the uh, with the play and, and breaking from defence to attack really quickly. So it just shows you because I think at times Carl tried to do that and he tried to sit in a little bit and and look to counter, but we we looked a little bit blunt. It's I think the only time, time we've really done that quite well in a one game, we've done it really well. The sort of had, like low possession, tried to counter was the Leicester City away game, um, we've yeah. done that really well. But again. It was boring to watch, and we weren't as dynamic as what we are now with with Tans and Gray Decore um, going forward type thing. So, as I said, like I think when we're watching these players now, you're up off your seat a little bit now, um, especially with Gray because he's just so direct um, with his running. And every time he does get it, you know that he can beat a player in the edge of the box and get a shot off. And to be fair, he's shooting. You know, he doesn't. He really misses the target. To be honest. Um, so he's an exciting player, um, and again, what a bargain we got him for. Yeah, it it just shows you, doesn't it? In terms of, it's not it's not the money money that you spend; it's how you spend the money that you've got. Yeah, you know, and and it just you know to to get to get two players in, and we you know everyone's saying the same thing, and now people are here time and again, but to get two players in for one point seven million pounds, one's on a free a free transfer, who's now our our top goal scorer, by the way, yeah. um, and the other the the guy who's you know. Went over to to Germany. Uh, didn't have a great time there. Um, had done done fairly well at Leicester, but 
he probably wasn't more from him. He's come in and and has been an absolute star. Um, it just shows you how 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 clever that the manager has had to be, how how savvy he's had to be in in the current financial climate that the club the club find themselves in. And for, for that alone, for that alone, he's got to be be given plaudits because he's brought in players who from day one have made a real difference. Um, and um, you know, we were all sceptical when when the manager was brought in, or the majority of us of us were. Um, whether that be because of ties to Liverpool, whether it be because he hasn't been in the Premier League for a number of years, whatever the reasons behind it were, we were all sceptical. Um, but I'd, I'd say the vast majority of Everton fans have certainly now taken to the manager, they, they've warmed to him. Obviously, results will do that, positive results will do that. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think it's. I think, really really, I think that you like the positive results, obviously, that, that is the key thing. And if you want to win in games, but. So many times as an Evertonian, sometimes when you're going to that, even you win a couple of games, you're scraping through or whatever, or you're drawing games, and you know, it's that desire from the players. Do you know what I mean? Like, you people who pay good money to go to the game week in, week out, and they travel home and away, and you know, you go into games there where you're just getting turned over, players aren't trying, no one looks interested. Um, you know, if you're getting beat, the players getting under 10%, then the fans are never going to moan. And I think that's one thing now, but Adam Townsend especially is, is that he's so passionate and he runs himself absolutely into the ground. And with that rubbing off another players now, you know, Everton fans are like happy to see that because there's nothing worse than paying 40, 50 quid to go to a game and more to then watch some players just hide for the whole game and not, not even, you know, try throughout the game or try for 10 or 15 and then go missing for the, for the majority of it. So, I think that's one thing which has pleased me. Um, but also, I think, you know, we're going to judge it come the end of the season and, and see how we get some. But I think our run um, in November, December, it's it's a very, very tough run. So we've got some really big games there. We play City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea um, and Leicester in that time. So that will be, you know, a real tough period and see how we come out to the other side. Yeah, I think though we've got to sort of break this season down into into segments almost. Um, and we, as I said, we, a lot of people were saying that the start that we've that we've had fixture wise was favourable. But I think, like I said, you've still got to beat the teams that are in front of you, and we haven't done it in previous seasons. Yeah. To see the manager come in and do that, but also you know we, we we've looked we've looked I think at times quite exciting in doing that. You know those six seven minutes against Burnley were some of the the. the the most exciting football I've seen for, for a little while at Goodison Park. You know, I thought that was exceptional. The Southampton game, the scenes during that game, you know, late yeah. on, exceptional. Going one Man no, United no. game. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just the, the overall attitude. And I think almost in a way, I think what's what's almost gone, and it, it's gone in the mind's favour in a sense, is that probably having, you know, little or no money to spend has almost galvanised the squad. If you see what I mean, you've got no, yeah. you've got no players coming in with big egos, and this yeah. is not me having a pop by the way, a Hammers or Vigas or or players who we brought in for big money in the past. It's just yeah. the, the situation we find ourselves in. No one's coming with for a big transfer fee. No yeah. one's coming in, you know, thinking thinking that there's something that that maybe that that they're not. The the the, the, the players who've been brought in are, are very very grounded players, um, but they all offer something to the side, their attitudes seem to be absolutely spot on. 
I think Andros Townsend as a leader is you know probably more important than anything else. You know, he's shown himself to 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 really dig in for the team. And you know, he's shown his bottle, he's shown his fight, his fitness. He just leads from the front. I think as a as an example to younger players, you must watch him. And the fact that he can get through, you know, he, he's played so many minutes so far this season, so many minutes. Um his output is tremendous. He's he's you know, for him to score five goals in, in nine games, three assists. You know, I think it took him I think he scored five goals in his previous seventy nine games at Crystal Palace. Did he, yeah. It shows you. Yeah, she's just, I mean, and he said himself last night, but then again, you know, he can't. Go on. No, he just said, he said he couldn't, he can't put his finger on mm. why he wasn't scoring more goals for Crystal Palace. And now, obviously, he's coming to the team for us. Obviously, he scored an absolute worldie um, against against Burnley, of course, but other goals that he scored, he, he's, he's in and around the area all the time, isn't he? You know, putting them in from, say, six yards, ten yards. He's in those positions, and, and that, that's great to see. Well, that's what he said on Sky Sports, didn't he? When he was asked about like what you put your good good start of the season down to and stuff, and he says the manager just wants more from me. He he, he wants me here. He wants me to get in these positions, and he, he wants me to do better when I'm in them positions, sort of thing. So again, it's sort of that individual coaching on a training ground, isn't it? And that tactical stuff of okay, when we get the ball, I need you here. When you get the ball, and you're in this position, I want you to do this. Um, and he's forever, you know, putting crosses into the box, um, which when Calvert Lewin's back, hopefully will will benefit even more so from him and Richie up front, so he can cross the ball as well. Um, but again, it's it's our manager fine tuning that and getting the best out. Because you see, obviously under Hudson at Crystal Palace, no disrespect or whatever, but there was such a defensive side where it was all like stay in your unit, you can't leave your unit, and and this and that. Whereas now it's like yeah, he's in his unit, but then when he when we can attack, he's allowed to go wherever he wants. You know, prime example when he scored yesterday against United, he ran from his own box right through and gone and finished. Um, so it's just you know them little, like you said, them little tweaks adding to your game and and sort of knowing what to do when you're in possession and what to do when you're out of possession um, and where to be. I, th- I think that point about what he said about Benny says in terms of even when you know he might score a goal or assist or you know do something really well, the manager will say something. He hasn't done particularly well and where he needs to improve. He's always wanting more yeah. the manager out of the players. And yeah. I think that was I think that was known almost that 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 was his management style. But yeah. Townsend is obviously his work, he's worked for him before. He knows what he's all about. He likes the way the manager works. Yeah. And I think that's I think that rubs off on the players because in Townsend's interview after the game yesterday, he was all but he was saying about him wanting more. And you know, maybe we should have won that game. Yeah, we're sitting here pretty pleased with the one or draw. Yeah, that chance at the end there where it got disallowed, we could have really got away with three points there. So in a sense, we are disappointed. And attitude's great. You know, the, all the players will listen to that. All the players probably feel feel the same way. Yeah. And you have to shift. It's about shifting mentality about being being overly pleased with going to these places and and getting a point. It's a great result, by the way. This is not taking any shine away from that result. But you've always want to got always got to want to do better. Because yeah. that's how teams succeed, and that's how teams yeah. win things. And I think, I think you know that that comes from the manager. It's come from the signings, and all in all, a really, really, really solid start. And and you know, delighted to go into this this international break, sitting where we're sitting, and obviously with, with a couple of home games now on the on the horizon, where we can hopefully, fingers crossed, really kick on, and um, and you know, get keep ourselves at the, at the top end of the table. Yeah, hundred percent.
Oh, that's us for this week, Callum. Great, really enjoyed it. Just just me and you, but a really, really enjoyable chat. And like you said at the start of the show, you know, it's uh, sometimes it's it's you know, or it is easier to discuss a really positive performance, isn't it? Yeah. There's loads to loads to unbox there and unwrap and really appreciate you giving us some of your some of your time this morning. But we will be back after the, the West Ham game to look back on that. Um fingers crossed, hopefully that we've got a B side sorted out for next weekend with obviously the international break being on. Uh, hopefully we've got a, a the return of the B side that we like to bring out now and again uh, to, to discuss issues in football. So stay tuned for for news on that. Um and hopefully, hopefully uh, we can get that sorted. But if not, we'll catch you after the West Ham game in a couple of weeks' time. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues, three opinions, one Everton podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.